We are here with Leah Jonas, Head of Partnerships with Celsius. How's it going? It's going fantastic. How are you? Good. You know, living the dream. Still a pandemic going on, so getting through that. Living the dream, once again. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, how's everything where you are? Uh, Really good. I've been bouncing around a little bit, so, you know, um, back to my family, uh, I was, you know, kind of going West coast, California to see a friend. Um, but yeah, it's, it's been, it's been really interesting to kind of travel and, and go around and see how different places are handling the pandemic and, um, adapting to like this new normal. I'm, I'm still traveling a little bit, probably more than most, but being in the States, I don't know if I've been in the States this long in years. <laughs> <laughs> I like yeah. that. That's good. Well, my first question for you is how did you get involved in crypto? Um, so I got involved in crypto um back in 2017. I I really like kind of went down the rabbit hole because I was working with a friend. Um she was working at a venture firm. Um, out of Silicon Valley and they were investing in all these different emerging tech um, startups. And, you know, if you've seen one chat bot, you've seen them all. And I was just like, not really intrigued by any of the emerging tech because it just kind of seemed like, you know, white dudes creating products for other white dudes that they thought were going to change the world. Um, <laughs> Sounds about right. Giant circle jerk. Um, so, but then when that, when she like brought this up, you know, I, my dad was the money transfer. So I, I kind of understood, you know, the, the fundamentals and um, I started taking a closer look at it and, you know, I really went down the rabbit hole when I moved to New York. I met you. I went to all these meetups. Um, I didn't have any friends, so that was great. That was very helpful because uh, I just ended up going strictly to all of these uh, conferences, meetups, learning about the industry. I met Alex Mashinsky, our founder there. Um, and I went down the rabbit hole. I, there's just, I think that it's like once you have opened up your eyes to it, um, and you really realize the potential, there's, there's no going back. And I think I've seen other people have this like intense passion for their work. And I always wanted that. And the minute I found it, I knew it, it was like finding a soulmate. And I was like, okay, this is what I'm going to be doing for the rest of my life. And, uh, two and a half years later, I've still not had a day where I woke up not excited for work. So hopefully keeping that streak running for the next hundred. <laughs> yeah. Or the next thousand, depending on everything that happens. Yeah. Re- <laughs> you know, just reincarnation. I'll come back as a, as a head of a cryptocurrency. <laughs> for, for pretty much. So what do you, what are you currently working on with uh, Celsius? Um, so I, you know, I've played a lot of roles at Celsius. I, I was like, um, uh, I don't know if it was employee number like eight or nine, but super, super early. Um, I started working with them really in like December, 2017, I guess. Um, and pretty, pretty fast. Alex was like, you got to, you're in BD. Like I started out in marketing, 
but I had previously done tech sales and, um, you know, I helped them build out the BD department, a lot of our process flows. Um, but I really kind of recognize this need to partner with other platforms that don't have these passive income services, um, ability for users to earn yield. And what that stemmed out of is Alex really said like, the benefit that we have, the, the, the way that we are gonna provide the best product to our community is if we have the deepest pools, right? Because then we have that ultimate negotiating power with all of the institutions. Um, it means we can get more in interest, um, we can get, um, you know, have less risk on our books because if you can't go to anybody else for a hundred million dollar loan in BTC, then you can't go to anybody else. And we really had that, like that beginning or, or first market advantage um, in a lot of ways. So I started building out our API program and over the last year and a half, um, I've worked on building that out. It's been a long process, but um, it's really taking shape. We have a lot of really awesome partners like Mode and Bitwalla um, that are providing interest-bearing accounts in their apps. Um, and, and, you know, now I have more demand that can even handle. But the goal is to be able to provide um, this offering to anyone who wants it, right? Um, whatever platform you prefer, whether it's DeFi or otherwise, um, you know, giving you the option to diversify a little bit into a lending product um, is like a universal need. So I really work on the supply. I work on the tech integrations, working with other wallets, exchanges, um, as well as like, you know, other strategic initiatives that come up early, like being on the like strategy side. So that's what I've been knee deep in for a while. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and it's cool. It's like, it's, it's, I understand why people get addicted to building companies because seeing a product come to life that you like formulated, you fought for, uh, you're gaining traction, success, people want it, is like, it's a drug, for sure. Like, it's a, it's a serious drug. If yeah. I could bottle and sell it, <laughs> go half off, you know. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, that's <laughs> super interesting. And do you think Celsius is a way for Bitcoin to reach mass adoption? Because that's just a very consumer-facing product. Yeah, you know, it's, it's interesting. I think that it is. I think I want to take a maybe a controversial approach and say I think that stable coins are a gateway drug to Bitcoin. Ooh. <laughs> okay. Um, and this is what I mean. So in our app, our stable coins are used as a source of capital for our, our retail loans, right? It's one of the most like the safest or less or um, how do I say this? It, if you are risk averse, it's the product for you because ultimately if you deposit like $100 worth of USDC on the app, right? Um, and then over here, this guy wants to take out a large scale loan, right? We have people that take out the loans in the millions. They don't necessarily want fiat. One, they don't want the tax event. Two, 
they don't need millions of dollars of fiat at that moment. They just want to be able to pull down against it as necessary. They want to keep in the system if they want to, you know, transition it back into crypto. So they'll take a stablecoin loan. Um, now, backed by that, we have very conservative LTVs. So we have, you know, 50, 60% LTVs, meaning that that loan is backed by 200% ultra liquid collateral that we hold. Um, so you over here that's deposited $100 worth of stablecoin, we're pooling that with a bunch of other people that have deposited stablecoin. We're lending it out to this guy, but it's backed by an over collateralized loan. Um, so your funds are very safe because ultimately if you know that guy did rain off of money, we've liquidated his collateral and we've returned you your money. Um, but it's very high interest. And so ultimately, you're looking at a product that is safe and applicable to the most risk averse, which we know a lot of people out there are not okay with the volatility of Bitcoin. That being said, when you look at that in terms of adoption, in terms of getting wallets that support crypto in people's hands, in terms of a gateway drug to helping them understand what financial freedom looks like when they get 8% on a stable asset that they trust, and then they maybe get crypto curious because there's other coins in that wallet that, you know, they're seeing jump up week over week and they're also getting interest. Um, that's when like the UF to UI comes in, the ability for them to take that interest, transfer it over, diversify it into like Bitcoin or, or whatever it might be. Um, I think you need something that, like, very approachable first that addresses people's concerns right now, which is volatility um, or fear of losing, you know, whatever they put into crypto. And then, um, you know, you feed them the financial revolution bite by bite. Yeah, that, I think that's, I think you're right. I think that's a good way to do it. <laughs> Feeding yeah. them the financial revolution. I like your shirt. Thanks. <laughs> I made it myself. <laughs> nice. I'm just okay. like constantly a billboard for like, you know, I, I, I swear, I swear to God. Um, I went out on a, a date three weeks ago and this guy finds it i'm incredible and he, yeah like tell me about that i was like you don't you don't want to you don't want me to start on this and he's like no i do i was like no you don't i was like there's you can open pandora's box but you can't close it and we're going to either end up fighting by the end of this or like you're going to put your entire 401k and so absolutely i can't be responsible for either of those things <laughs> i should just start every day off as like this is not financial advice yeah, that is a good way to start off. I completely yeah. agree. That's my next secret. What's uh, one myth you'd like to debunk in the crypto land? Um, okay, so I think I'm going to take this two ways. One is a myth within crypto, within the crypto community I like to debunk, and one's outside of crypto, right? So the one within crypto community is um, like – D5 versus C5, that it's one or the other, it's black or white. Um, I think that the key to adoption, the key to true decentralization, to financial freedom is collaboration between um, like centralized, transparent institutions within crypto and true decentralized um, 
financial institutions within crypto. Because I think that if you're looking for mass adoption, the people, just like stablecoins, the people that will bring in um, the masses is CFI. Because ultimately, people need an experience that's similar to what they're already used to in order to be comfortable with it, right? They need to be able to reset a password. You know, they need to be able to, you know, have a support ticket to call or, you know, they, they need to have something similar to their current banking experience um, in order to kind of enter the space. But I think that we need to slowly start to educate people about what DeFi looks like, what safety looks like, what, you know, what to do to truly reduce the necessity of a middleman in your financial transactions. But again, you have to have it piece by piece and you can't do it piece by piece if you don't have the initial influx of people. And to get that, you know, it's kind of like chicken and egg thing. Mm -hmm. um, only in this case, I think I know, which is like C5 first as a gateway drug and then DeFi and it's not all or nothing just because you don't hold your own keys on a hardware wallet or they're not written underneath your bed or like etched into your bed frame um, doesn't mean that you're any less crypto than anybody else. It means that you've reached the level of decentralization you're comfortable with and stop shaming people for like not going fully all in because they're, they don't have the technical know-how. I think that's where we get like in trouble. I think that's where you get in trouble with tech and, you know, specifically with crypto because you sit there and you're like expecting a mom of five in Alabama to go like understand how to like install a MetaMask and, you know, understand that she can't, you know, reset this password or there's no, you know, support line for her to call. Like you need to be able to appeal to every single different archetype. And I feel like if you shame every other archetype because you're you're one specific one, then it's it's just a it's a leader sense like a, a club that people are trying to compete to out crypto each other. I would decentralize each other. It's like shaming someone for not knowing what a coin join is or mixers. Yeah, it's or like, like Tumblr. Like, yeah, it's like, yeah. What, like what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, it's like, do, do you, people, you want people to come or not? Do yeah. you want to show off how much you know or do you want mass adoption? Because yeah. it's not going to be both. Like, I mean, coming from a girl in crypto, like I used to see this all the time at, um, uh, at like events. And no offense to guys, but it was like, let me see if I can find the one thing you don't know about and then um, like mansplain that one thing to you again and again to build up my ego and make me feel better. It's like, no, don't do that. Like, that's <laughs> just like, no, that's like unapproachable. And we're going to continue to have like this block in adoption if we continue to say like oh i'm gonna take one step and make it niche 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 for like these three people but these three people will feel really awesome that they're the only ones who understand it it's like no stop um so that's in, in crypto that's when i would like to debunk i like to debunk the idea that 
Um, it's one or the other, and I believe it's a sliding scale, and people will fall at different points in that sliding scale, and people might never get beyond C5. Some people will go all the way till the end of it and you know, be one of the handful of people that understand deeply about every you know, decentralized um, you know, financial product out there, but that's not everyone. Um, so that's one. Um, the second, I think, from the outside perspective, what I would love to debunk is the, I believe in blockchain, but I don't believe in crypto. That's like one I hear a lot in finance and I just, I laugh so hard because I'm like, here's the thing. You're, bu you're building a tech layer that will like exponentially increase all transaction volume. Just like, let's just talk about from a finance perspective, massively increase the efficiency of, um, all financial products, right? But things like FX or trading or currency conversion or remittances, um, those are so slow. So if you're gonna create, you're gonna increase the speed of the technology, but you're not going to address the antiquated structures on top that would slow it down, what's your point? Like, it's like putting, it's like putting a, a uh, uh, Mustang engine into like a Honda Civic and being like, yeah, but we have this Mustang engine. And it's like, yeah, but you're still driving a Honda Civic. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like you need both. If you want the dream to be realized, you need both. You need something that's, that's like transmittable through, you know, all uh, remittances and through trading um, that's not, you know, delayed by trying to convert a, a US dollar into a Nigerian lira, right? Yeah, mm. that's it. Um, you need both in, in uh, parallel in order for the full vision or the full potential to be realized. You can't just have one. I know it feels safe. I know it feels, I know it feels like you're cool because you're saying you believe in blockchain but you know, you're not getting the reputational risk of crypto, mm -hmm. um, but it sounds stupid. Yeah. And you don't understand that it's, it can't be just one. Um, it needs to be both in order for you know, it to be efficient. So I love, I love just knocking that one out of the park. Yeah, it seems like the sliding scale is, uh, at least in New York, is just the broad term digital assets now, which does encompass crypto and it encompasses all of that, but you know people just don't want to say crypto. If they need their crutches, give it to them. Yeah. I think that's also a girl thing. Like <laughs> I, after some amount of time, like girls understand about guys that, you know, sometimes they have things that they just need, they just need to hear to protect their egos and that's fine. Yeah. And you're like, oh, your arms are so big. It's a, you just gotta give it to them. And yeah. I think that that's the same. It's like, you know what? If you don't want to say crypto, I don't, I'm not going to fight with you on it. Say digital asset and, you know, you know, you're in your comfort zone. And as long as it's moving it forward, then cool. Yeah. So uh, where can people find you? Um, people can find me usually on the plane. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, on Twitter at Leah and Jonas. Um, obviously LinkedIn as well, same name. Um, not gonna give out my Insta, but you know. Um, also, uh, you know, on our website, if you know any of our contact um, emails, hello at or partners at um, partners goes to me. So they're interested in collaboration. Um, or probably the next crypto conference, you know, whenever that happens again. I think, I think that we hit that circuit in like 2018 where we're at just about like everyone. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like Vegas. I don't even remember all the ones that we <laughs> blockchain week. Yeah, that was, that was a mess. But <laughs> that was a mess. Yeah, that, that was a mess. Oh, no. But yeah. What a time to be alive. Pretty much. Well, thanks again for coming on. You're the best as usual. Yeah, and uh, everyone check out Celsius and Leah. All right. Bang. Thanks. <laughs>